few illustrations to help understand my message. And I'll need you to open up your mind to receive. Then after, you will enter into the other realm of the spirit. Once I was doing my study, the Lord began to teach me the Hebrew language. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they began to speak in diverse tongues, which was the language of men, before they began to speak in the language of the spirit. And in the, in the Hebrew word, there was a word called Ish, which is simply man. So the word Ish in Hebrew simply means man. And the word Isher simply means woman. Okay, so if you, you can Google it online with your phone right now. So uh, for those of you here, this is the word that means Ish, which is Ish, which means man. All right. And for those of you here, also the word Ish, this is the Hebrew word for Ish. And it means man. All right, ish, ish, and <laughs> and the other word is isher, isher. The Hebrew word isher, which means woman, and the other people here also isher, which means woman. All right. Now, having understood this, the word ish, which is man, has a component of God in that word, and the word of isher, which is woman, equally has a component of God inside. So if you look here, for those of you here, if you look, the word here, which is ish, if you take the letter here, which in the English version we might say an I, which is this in the middle, which is the component of God. Okay, for those of you here also, the word I here, which not I in the Hebrew word, but for your understanding's sake, the I here is a component of God embedded in the name of man. Also here, when we have woman, the word that is here, or the letter that is here, which is like an N in the Hebrew, in the uh, English alphabet, all right, also is a component of God. All right, so for the people here also, the word N here also represents a component of God. When you take the I and the N together, it gives you a word which is the short form of the name of God, which is Yah. So when you take the N and you take the I from man and from woman, it gives you God. When you take the N and you take the I, which is not N I in Hebrew, but I'm just using this for you to understand based on your understanding of the English language. It gives you the word God. The short form of it is Yah. You can still Google it to see. Alright then. Now, when you take the I from the word man and you take the N from the word woman, you will be left with this word. You'll be left with this word. And this word simply means fire. When you take the I, the alphabet I from the word man, it leaves you with the word fire. When you take the N from the word woman, it also leaves you with the word fire. Why am I saying this? When you take the component of God out of every man, it leaves the man with fire in terms of destruction. In other words, when God is not even in a marriage and the fire and fire comes together, it becomes a distraction or an explosion. So in your life currently, no matter wherever you find yourself, no matter whatever you do, make sure not to take God out of your life. You know, even if there are many of you who 
have limited their Christian life to money. There are many people who have not got the understanding of what success really means. If you achieve A, B, C, D, and yet God is not inside, in the sight of God, you are not successful. But in the sight of men, you are successful. All right. So you can have $80 billion, and perhaps that's your network. And they might call you the richest man on earth. And men want to even take pics with you. Men want to be associated with you. If that money you have, if God is excluded from that money, God is not pleased. And to God, you are not successful. He says they tell themselves that they are rich. They are prosperous. Yet they do not know that they are poor. They are naked. And they are dissolute. So when men begin to define what success is, we will have to define success according to God. If I am successful as a pastor on earth, and the will of God for me is to be a businessman. If I go to heaven, I will receive no reward for being a pastor. Because the will of God for me is not for me to be a, a pastor, but for me to be a businessman. Yet, in quote, someone's teaching, someone's ways of teaching, I quickly wanted to be a pastor because I thought I need to leave the business aspect and now look at the pastoral aspect. So then you have to begin to seek and search into your life where the will of God is in that place. If you are actually successful or not. Perhaps you had first class in school. Were you successful? Okay. Now let's go deeper. Knowing that we have the component of God in us. And we are not supposed to take out the component of God in us because if we take it out, we don't please the Father and we are not successful. Pleasing men is different from pleasing the Father. If God has instructed me not to prophesy today, even though he has not said so, but if he should say so, and I go ahead to prophesy because I see in the realm of the Spirit, because you can equally see and still not be told to prophesy or to talk, so if I see and I still want to talk because perhaps I think the people who have come to know that I am bishop, the people will be excited and leave that this man is deep prophetically. And yet God will be watching me. And he's not pleased. Yet you are excited. And I will go and receive my punishment. Hallelujah. The book of Genesis chapter 1, the verse 26. Scripture says that he created man in his own image. Let us create man in our own image. In our likeness, let him take dominion over the birds of the skies, the fishes of the sea, over the beasts of the land, and over the earth, and anything that creeps upon the land. Please help me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis. And 27. Alright. God said, Let's ask, All right. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority. Alright, this is it. Let them have what? Complete authority. 
Have authority? No, sir. Come on, church. Have authority? No, sir. Some authority? No, sir. By what authority? Complete authority. Oh, my God. Over the fish of the sea. Now, please listen to what the authority is for. Okay, over what? The fish of the sea. All right. The best of the air. Mm-hmm. And tame the beasts. Okay. And over all of the earth. Let's get to the thing of the beast. To tame the beast. That is what Daniel got to understand to do. So you might see angels there, but Daniel also played a role to tame the beast line. Because he has authority. So because you do not know that this authority you've been given also cuts across cockroaches, snakes. When you see them, you fear and you run. But you've been given authority to tame the beasts. Then he goes ahead to say, and over what the earth. And anything that creeps upon the earth. Now, then he says that he created them, made a female created in them in his likeness and all that. Now, this is what you're supposed to understand. He says he created man in his own image and he gave them authority, complete authority over birds of the sky, fishes of the sea, over beasts, and over the earth. Over the earth. This is what most of us don't understand. He gave us authority over the earth. In other words, the earth is ours. And the fullness of the earth is ours. We are kings and queens on earth. This is our territory. This is our jurisdiction. So anything that is on the earth is under our authority. I mean anything. So this doesn't only include animals. But this includes spirits. He gave us complete authority over the earth. So anything that is in the earth or on the earth, we have authority over it. So we have authority even over angels and authority over demons. In this in this vein, you see, when we have a policeman, there are certain places they cannot wear their uniform to because that is not their jurisdiction. Even nurses, they cannot wear their uniform to certain places because it is not their jurisdiction. Oh my goodness. They could be punished. Alright. Oh, you are in there, so you can tell. You can you also can tell, right? Alright, thank you very much. Now, having understood that, we as ambassadors of God, having given having been given the authority, complete authority over the earth, then he goes ahead to tell us, wherever your foot shall tread upon, ye shall possess. Wherever that your foot will tread upon, wherever on earth. That your foot will tread upon you will possess it's not only talking about maybe you building or you but if there is a spirit that rules over a vicinity or a territory in that place because you have come there that spirit must leave because you possess that land it is given to you by god are you here so if there is a spirit that rules in a village if it has been noted to rule in that village and no one has been able to minister there or do well in that place if there is a shop that no one has been able to do well in that shop the moment you step foot at that place you must take complete authority it will not just happen because you appeared you must take it you must understand you must know this is my birthright this is my heritage and wherever I step my foot, I possess. 
people don't understand this and when they even walk into exams hall they black out because there is a spirit that rules in exams hall there is tension and that tension is created by the spirit of heaviness in exams hall no matter how good you are you might have felt some level of tension in writing a particular paper but unknowing to you you are supposed to take authority over that vicinity and not knowing you had failed and you had gotten a grade you were not supposed to get because you failed to take authority over that vicinity you failed to see that you have complete authority and not some authority so you are in a family and they said that you cannot do a b c d you must understand that you are different if no one does A, B, C, D in a family, if no one has been able to cross a certain threshold in a family, you must understand that that is them. But you, you have been given complete authority. If you are a car dealer, that dealership is your domain. There is no way you can fail in selling cars because it is your domain you must take complete authority if you go to many offices there are people who go to other places to take chance for people to be sacked from work so that they can take a position when you go there that cannot happen to you you must take complete authority when everyone with your qualification enters into a company and the standard of payment for that particular competence is thousand two. When you enter, you must declare that you are different. Among your colleagues, you can be taking higher pay than them, yet you are all colleagues because you spoke your authority into manifestation. But if you don't know it, you will accept the fact that. That is what everyone is being paid. So we must receive that pay. I am different. In a company, they say you must work for about five years to be promoted. But you can be able to declare by authority. We don't have men as our protocol. God is our protocol. God is my protocol. God is my protocol. So when you get there, you can declare. These things may seem like Things we are just saying just to make you happy and excited, but they are truth. They are things we have witnessed in our ministry. It's actually a testimony. This is what I want you to understand. See the authority God has given to you. Don't just see it, but manifest the authority you have been given. When things come your way, don't forget this word of God to you. You are powerfully made. The book of Psalm 139, the verse 15 downwards. Psalm 139, verse 15. Yes, please. This is the word of God. Mm-hmm. My frame was not hidden from you. The frame there is the body of man. And the psalmist is saying that his frame, his body, was not hidden from God when I was being formed in secret. Alright. 
and intricately and curiously wrote, right. as if embodied with various colors so in the depth of the earth. In the depth of the earth. Honorable, can you give me a sound from outside, please? Can we move this a bit forward? I want to demonstrate some things to you. He said, my frame is not hidden from you, the psalmist. And as though my body is made from the depth of the earth with mystical colors, the depth of the earth from the Amplified Bible, from the depth of the earth. So it is saying that our bodies are made from the depth of the earth. So some of you think that because man has been made, Adam is being made, and as Adam is being made, God picked the dust of the earth and he just molded it and he made the body of man. That's not just what happened. Scripture says he made man, the body of man, man is spirit, living in a body, and then has what? A soul. Bring it like that, don't worry. And then has a soul. Can you point here? I hope all of you can see. Alright, that is the sound. Now, when you are digging, if you've done Pongo before, if you've done labor work before, which I have before, when you are digging the tunnel for the blocks to be laid or pillars to be laid, you will realize that there are layers of sand. And scripture says that our frame is made from the depth of the earth. Meaning that our bodies are not made of one color of soil. Yogi soil, clay soil, name them. We, will, we are made of different soil. Our frame, our body is made of different soil. So what God was actually doing there was to mine. God did mining. He mined to see different colors of the soil to mold your body. That is why your eyes and texture is different from the texture and the color of your, of your tank. Because the soil that was used for your tank is different from the soil that was used for your eyes. We were also made of rocks, stones. That is why a different rocks and stones, that's why your teeth its color, its strength is different from the color and the strength of your nails. It also differs from the strength and the color of your bones. We have red blood cells, white blood cells. Your lips are different from the color of your hair. Yet they are all made of the soil. I am just trying to make you see how great God has made you. He made a frame, a body, for you to dwell in. He made just this body. God went through the trouble of digging, getting good soil of mystical colors just to make your body for you to possess and for you to function on earth. Who is man that God is so mindful of? So, this was your body. This sand. This was your body. And God picked this sand. As you see, it's, it's, it's without form. It is shapeless in a way. God picked this and began to mold it. Put other soil or other dust and began to mold it to form your body. 
Do you know how great your body is? I'm not even not talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your body. I want you to see how beautiful you are made as a person. Your body that you possess. It doesn't end there. He goes ahead to make our brains, our intestines, are different. How is man able to know that this one that is coming is you? This one that is coming is them. How is man able to know that this one that is coming is fat? And this one that is coming is coming to a script. As much as these things may seem as private stuffs, we have to come to a knowledge to understand the greatness of our body. How great God has made us. That in my mind, I can say I want to just move my fingers, and my fingers are the only ones moving. And yet, I can equally say, I want to move my hand, and my hand is moving. What informs my whole body? What technicality goes into making my body? If my body is this beautiful, and my body has this ability, how much more my spirit? My body is made from dust. Dust is made by God. Dust was made by God. And we were formed out of the dust of the earth. And yet we are beautiful. And we are wonderfully made. It comes to a point where we are even fearfully made. Because the deeper you get in the soil, the harder it becomes to dig. That is why things are not able to break you down. <laughs> but how about our spirit? Do you know how beautiful and great our spirit is being made? Our spirit is not made of a creation of God like dust. Our spirit comes out of God himself. So if our body is this powerful and has these abilities to think, how much more our spirit? How great and powerful are we as a spirit? Oh, oh my body was made out of dust and I'm this powerful. I'm this beautiful. I'm this handsome. I'm this creative. What about my spirit? that came directly out of God. Your spirit was created directly out of God. Do you know how great your spirit is? Do you know how great you are as a person? Living in this beautiful frame. Do you know the capabilities that you have? That you are unable to see because you decide to call yourself human and you have accepted that men are limited that is why you are limited because as you see yourself so will you be god made you a spirit for a reason and scriptures as jesus christ prayed his body was transfigured his spirit took over his body there is a point where your spirit can take over the abilities of your flesh. If you are spirit, how come you are not able to see in the realms of the spirit? 
and do things as a spirit. If you are spirit, how come you are limited by things? Yet there are others who have proven that we are spirit and we can see in the spirit. I am a proof of it. The many things I have seen in the spirit that we have declared and came to pass. The many things that the Lord has shown us and we are still seeing is a proof that we are spirit and we have access into the spirit only if we want to acquire. But as you are a spirit, how come you are unable to see in the spirit? We think spirit are something that is fearful that we, we cannot see unless you have an eye of the spirit. Yes, so, what you are saying, can we describe a spirit or spirits with beautiful? Oh my goodness. Boy, am I not handsome? <laughs> I am handsome. Ladies are beautiful. But it is through the composition of their spirit. As I said, the reason why you look like this is because of the composition of your spirit. The earlier teachings. So, even if your spirit leaves your body, you will still look like how you are looking in the flesh. You will not look different from you are looking. And that is how come when we meet in heaven, I can be able to tell that it is you. We won't have different faces in heaven. We look like this as a spirit. It is like water entering into a particular space. It takes the form of the space. Do you get it? We have been made as spirit. And yet some people are not able to see into the spirit. And for them to see into the spirit, they need a man of God. And yet they themselves are men of God and women of God. It is because they don't see themselves so, yet they see someone so. One of the things is that we have limited everything to witchcraft. We have limited certain things to witchcraft. Juju. That even men of God are unable to do certain things because if they do it, they will become false prophets. And what's our past? We will do. As God commands. I told you, you shall glory. Your spirit is not limited. Your spirit has been given an ability to see. But your flesh also has an ability to see. But you have to yield your spirit to the spirit of God to be able to have your spirit override your flesh. So whatsoever your flesh is showing you, your spirit can show you something much more greater for you to attain. Are we here? Is there also found something in the book of Numbers? Yes. I would like to read it also in the right. true more activity. Right. And this is uh, Numbers chapter 22 from 21. Yes. Uh, it talks about Balaam. Yes. Right. So, the prophet Balaam. Yes, the prophet Balaam. Okay. So this is the word of God. Okay. Uh, and Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the prince of Moab. And God's anger was rekindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey and his two servants were with him. Verse 23. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and the sword drawn in his hand. 
and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam stopped the donkey to turn her way into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall on this side and a wall on the other side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against it. And he struck her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, neither to the right hand or to the left. Verse 27. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam's. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Verse 28. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you should strike me these three times? So this is the donkey talking. So what have I done to you, Master? Okay. So I think from here, yes, sir. from this scripture, right, as he read, there was a donkey, there was a prophet by the name Balaam. It looks as though the prophet was able to see an angel, and yet the prophet was not able to see. And when the prophet saw, when the donkey saw the prophet, uh, when the donkey saw the angel with a sword, the donkey stood and could not move. And yet the prophet was angry at the donkey, like, why are you not moving? So in this instance, was it that the donkey was being obedient, but the prophet wasn't? You see, the issue here is that many of us put titles upon ourselves without understanding the responsibilities and the abilities of the title. And we think that a man becomes a prophet only when he's a prophet. A prophet or a man of God or whoever it is must be in the spirit every time. But this prophet on the journey with the donkey was not in the spirit. And two servants was not in the spirit. Yet the donkey was in the spirit. So as they were moving to a path that they were not supposed to go, the donkey's eyes was opened to see in the realms of the spirit. Yet the prophet's eyes was not opened to see. It took a donkey to see to tell the prophet, I cannot move, for there is an angel before. There is an ability with office. It is not a title, it is a responsibility that comes with an ability. If you refuse to see in the realms of the spirit by yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit, what will happen is that God will cause the things around you to even see more than you. If you have a pet, it will see more than you. Where you can be fast asleep and maybe your dog is barking. Maybe because of danger, death or whatsoever it is. But you cannot see animals are seen. So if animals have an ability to even have access into the spirit, how much more believers who are spirits why can't you see in the realms of the spirit and you think it is only for the prophet and yet there is a prophet here who cannot even see 
Being able to see in the realms of the spirit is for every believer. This is different from being a prophet. Having access into the spirit is for every believer, not for only the prophets, not for only the teachers, apostles. It is for every believer. There is what the office of the prophet does. But it is different from seeing in the spirit. Are we here? The only reason or main reason why you cannot see in the realm of the spirit is because you've not yielded yourself too much to the realm of the spirit. And you think something oh, say bishop or so something you, you prefer to call bishop than to maybe inquire for yourself. And when you are even inquired, you are even asking yourself if it will really see. Do you understand? You are asking yourself if you really see. And I'm bishop. Do you understand this? But we all have been given an ability to see in the realms of the spirit. But when we don't take these responsibilities, we then allow God make someone else see. That is why when God tells you to do something, don't do it. He raises someone else to do it. If you don't see what God wants you to see, you will raise someone else to see what you are not seeing. Are we here? Then the book of Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 26. Let's move this quickly. Ephesians 4, 26 to 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27. This is the word of God. And when angry, do not sin. Okay. Do not ever let your wrath, your uh, separation, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Verse 27. Leave no such room okay. or foothold for the devil. So the verse 26 says, when you are angry, do not enter into sin. In other words, anger on its own is not sin. It is a temperament God has given you. Every temperament you have was given to you by God to facilitate your destiny. Whatever temperament you have right now, it is not bad. Some people say they have anger issues. It is not bad. I will teach you. Whatever temperament you have right now, it is because you will need that temperament to help you fulfill the destiny God has given you. But the mandate we have as men or as women is to be able to manage our temperament that it doesn't go rampage. Are you here? We all have a temperament. We all are not the same. But God has given it to us for fulfilling destiny. So for someone who perhaps gets angry quickly, can decide not to allow that anger lead into sin, but can turn it into something good in fulfilling the purpose of God in his or her life. So for instance, a person with anger issues can use that to cast out demons quickly. He doesn't have time, or she doesn't have time for demons. What are you doing about? You are destroying the life of this person and come out there and say, me, call me. You understand? That person quickly gets bored. Come out. So that is it's not only anger, it is just anger. It is anger that God has given to you to help you cast out demons. Anger on its own is not a sin. But you will need to manage the anger you have. Being slow is not a sin. But you will need to manage your slowness. But it doesn't enter into something else. The temperament you have that is, you think it is wrong, it is disturbing, it is worrying you. No. God gave it to you himself to facilitate your destiny. 
but you have an, an ability to manage that temperament. So he says, even if you get angry, do not allow it to lead you to sin. In other words, you are permitted to get angry. You are permitted to be patient. You are permitted to be dull. But it must not lead you into sin. It must not lead you into something that will prevent you from attaining the will of God. So when we say anger issues, do we believe what do we mean by anger issues? Why is it so? That person must understand why the person has that temperament to facilitate the will of God. Then again, we say, okay, in a particular community, when you go to a particular community, down there, I get a lot of you. Well, 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 I'm not saying you have to work, you don't have to go. And there's a lot of people to. They begin to speak certain language and you realize that they are rowdy. Why are they found rowdy? Why do these kind of people are found, in quote, insulting or being loud? So the people say, well, they are more loud. Why are they loud? It is to facilitate their destiny God has given them. But they will need to manage that loudness. Well, I'm <laughs> You know, that aspect and that level of vim, that level that they can take cutlass and not fear anything. They can ride a bicycle or a motor and not fear anything. It is to fulfill their destiny in a particular angle. But they will need to manage it. If they don't manage it, it will go and do something else that is not supposed to be done. So, when it comes to the management, it's a personal affair. It's a personal thing. You will need to see, this is who I am. This is my temperament. If I don't do this, I will end up outside the will of God. But if I do this, even with this temperament, I can still fulfill the will of God. Do you understand this? Oh, come on, do you understand this? So, don't despise the temperament God has given you. But learn how to manage the temperament God has given you. You will need to learn how to manage. Don't just say, make Satan of it here. No, I just said I would say you will need to manage. You will need to work. Are we here? Then it goes ahead to the verse 57. That give or leave no room for the devil in the anger that you have or in the anger that you express. Leave no room for the devil. In other words, men can do things to give room to the devil in their life. And when you are giving room to someone, they have had access into your room by going through your door or your window in any way. Leave no room to the devil. No portal must be left open for the devil to enter, intentionally or unintentionally. So either I lock my door or I don't lock it or I don't lock my door well. It is either I have allowed the enemy or the thief to enter or not allow. But whatever I do, I must not allow. So don't leave the lock of the doorways to your spirit and to your body loose. When, when the devil even sees that it is closed, when he pushes it, he can enter. So, even though you are angry, he pushes you small, then you go and say. He pushes you small, then you slap. He pushes you small, then you shout. Do you understand? 
That is the devil pushing the door to enter. But when you get there, close your mouth. Close your mouth. I am just using anger as an example. There are other means, there are other ways. As I've taught you on the doorway service, there are doorways and portals or extremities to the human body or the human spirit that we can allow spirits to enter. So he says, give no room. There are diverse rooms in your spirit. And that is why the Holy Spirit is able to enter into our body and stay there forever. Because there are rooms in us. And the same way, there are rooms in there for other things to possess. But it is up to you to allow or not allow. And when someone enters your room and you don't like it, what do you do? You drive it out. When your room is dirty and you don't like it, there are sometimes I ask myself, my doors are locked. I have not gone out today. Why is the room dirty? Why has dust entered? Quickly, I take the room and I sweep because I don't like dirt. But if I allow it to stay there, it will accumulate. And yet, my decision not to sweep has allowed other dust to enter and to accumulate. Your decision not to cast certain spirits out of you or their influence around you has made the problems accumulate. So it's as though you are being hit left, right, center. It is because you have allowed it to stay. When you decide, I don't like this debt anymore, you drive it out, you take the broom, you drive it out. The broom can be the word of God. You drive it out, you sweep it out. Are you here? Having understood this thing, in an atmosphere like this, where angels are present, our portals are opened to spirits. Not only to the Spirit of God, when the children of God gathered in the name of the Lord, God appeared. Again, when the children of the Lord gathered, Satan also appeared. So the devil can equally make people feel sleepy. At the point where there's a way that is supposed to make them be blessed, the devil can make them go and pee. And they feel or they think that they have to be. They feel they have to drink water, they have to wear by water. And that space of one minute, 30 seconds, they miss the work God has for them in that moment. So Lord, that's that time. That set, that kairos moment is what the enemy wants them to miss. And yet we don't know all these things. And we think it's normal. We'll say this or And yet you know that if you don't even go and be, you know you need, you need on yourself. And you're still pushing yourself to where you need. There are times you are home and you feel like you don't go. But in church, you don't feel like you And why do we take this home? We are being influenced. We are being influenced. Oh my goodness. Our spirits are open right now. Our doorways, please don't be scared because they are open also to the angels of God. They are open also to the Holy Spirit. So as your spirits are open right now, there are angels, ministerial angels that are ready right now, receiving your words. Because as a minister, not only am I ministering, but the Spirit of God is also ministering to you. 
You just, uh, it's not lost in time for me, yeah, wait. No. So, book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16. Listen, as much as our spirits are opening up right now, this is what is possible in an atmosphere like this. Malachi 3, 16. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. Please say the word of God. Then those who feared the Lord, those who feared the Lord, like you fear the Lord and you are gathered here right now, talk often to one another. They talk what? Often, often, often to one another. To one another. Not to God, but not to even angels, but to one another. What happened, man of God? And the Lord listened and heard it. The Lord listened and God had it, and He had them and gave them their request. And the book of remembrance mm. was written before Him mm. of those who reverenced and and worshipped. Right, fully. There are many books that are written. Yes. Not only the book of life. There are many books in heaven, but records are being taken. But even in a meeting like this, angels take up what we are saying. But whatever we are discussing right now, as the Spirit of God is in this place, when I talk to you about something, that thing is answered. I thought you would use one minute to talk to someone about something for you to, for you to receive an answer. Or you don't believe the word of God. The people were talking to one another often. And as they were talking to one another, Scripture says, the Lord had them and gave them their request. They were not talking to God. They were talking to each other. They were talking to each other, not to God. That, you see, we are being taught in a normal way. This is the beyond the natural. The, the, the natural way, that the way to talk to God is uh, prayer is man talking to God and God talking back to man. But no, God teaches us a beyond natural way to pray. Why we don't necessarily have to pray to God, but we talk to men and he answers. You see, we are used to the natural way because we don't want to learn scriptures and we think it didn't all come. And is he trying to take the word of God from me? No, it is scripture. When there is a point where you come to me to talk to me about an issue, I don't need to pray for you. Just you talking to me about an issue, your prayer is answered. And as the Lord gave me this message, I even understood it at the online. After the online session yesterday, there was a man that came to me, one of our ministers came to me and said, Bishop, I came to you to talk to you about something that I need help for. He said, Bishop, you can't believe it. The way I talked to you that same week, the help that I received has made me do everything. Like, when I'm just left for this time to, to do this thing. Everything is sorted. But the truth is that, as I was thinking, I was like, God, we discussed many things. However, I prayed for him about some things, but not that thing he's talking about. That's the truth. I did not pray for him for that help he needs. Yes, that prayer was answered. And I asked the Lord, why? Because I prayed about the other things. Answers them. And this is what I did not even pray about. God still answered. Not because he is God and he is merciful only, but because he spoke to a man that fears him. And as these people who fear the Lord began to speak often to each other, the Lord heard them and answered their prayer. So they were speaking to each other and it was prayer. Actually, I guess what will be if I get this money, Charlie. And God hears it and does it. 
but he wants us to talk not to people, not just everyone, but those who fear the Lord. So does it mean just go and stand with anyone and go and talk to the person for you? No, you must talk to someone who fears the Lord. That is what the secret is. Malachi 3.16 They spoke to those who fear the Lord. They were not talking to the Lord. They spoke. So you come to me and I pray for you short. It's not about the length of the prayer. It's about the authority of the words that have been spoken. So as I'm speaking to you right now, things are taking place in your life. Why do you think there are certain things you have that you didn't even pray about? And you see, I was teaching some of I was teaching some of my pastors and also a minister of God. I've used it for nothing before. I go to him, I tell you, Charlie, man, this is the same thing I want to do. I don't want anything. I just want to tell you how God will do it. Don't pray over him. Ask him. I tell them, you just want to pray. I'm telling you, just watch. I also told Mr. Sandman, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's just talk. So we were just chatting. I'm done. And I went home. I did not pray. God did it. You see, when you practice these scriptures, it works. These are things I practice. And I'm teaching you to practice for it to work. They are not things that are just reading the Bible that you don't receive anything. That's me excited. They are things I practice. If I see it and I know all things are possible with God, I do it. I keep telling that one of our motto is God did. God did. You know the feeling you know. So long as God did, when we talk, he will come. Hey, are you here? Yes, like by now you should be talking. Talk to someone in the next one minute. Those who fear the Lord. In a double, just tell them something. As you think we are talking, we are serious. It is it is it is possible and it will happen. That you will tell someone that okay, uh by the end of March I need to have a new car. Yeah, I say that. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Talk one minute. One minute. I'm just giving opportunity to talk for you to come to pass. <laughs> you come, you come to pass, crowd. Come to pass. It's like a talk. But you see, as you are saying it, you will see it manifest. You say, hey, show me something your back. Something your back. You will see. Just talk to them. You see, the issue not necessarily about them, it's about what you are saying. But angels are present to pick it up. You will hit down. If I said, make a shot. Make a shot. <laughs> it is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. These are things you are supposed to know and practice. You see, why do you think you go to counselors when you are going through something? And you go and sit by counselors and you talk and you say, now I feel relieved. It, it seems as though the answer I want, I have gotten it. No! It is by talking. Just the talking, spirits become to minister. Couldn't I have sat in the home and talked to my mother? Why do I need to speak to my counselor? speak to my mother? Can't I speak to my sister, my brother? Why my counselor? Ooh. 
One day, of those who fear the Lord, and as they spoke, the Lord heard and answered them. So please understand that when you come to me, and maybe I pray for someone for long, I don't pray for you for long. It's not because I love one and the other. Some issues demand time, some issues demand no time. Paul, you talk to me, I was talking, okay, I hear you. Let me see what God did. And then someone else will come and say, okay, if the person won't even say anything, I'll begin to pray for the person and be saying things that the person wants to come and tell me. It doesn't end there, the book of John chapter 20, the verse 23. I want to reveal certain things to you so you'll be able to see who God has made you and see what you can even get from your friends sitting by you. Thank you very much for the teaching. Yes, sir. We talk to ourselves. Yeah, you have to. There are some times you are supposed to just sit with your wife, alright, and just discuss certain business plans and certain things you want to go up. Like, in the next three months, you are the one who this number of amount of money from accounting side. I'm just telling you, just know. You understand? Just do that. And you see it happen. You see my listing? People talk to you. <laughs> Every time, it seems as though I'm planning something. Every time, it seems as though I have some vision. And I'm sitting down. What do you think? This is a guy. So, so. <laughs> and then we end it there. The next moment, we see it. We see the manifestation. And it's people don't understand you. They don't understand. Why, why would you? How, how would you? I am a man of the Spirit. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And if I am a son of God, I am not a son of a dog. I am a son of God. It makes me a God. God has abilities to bring two things to pass. It is part of my abilities. It is part of your abilities to bring things to pass. Do you understand this? It is part of your abilities to bring things to pass. Not only bishops, not only pastors. Because we are sons and daughters of God. Do you understand this? John 20, 23. John 20, 23. Yeah, right. uh-huh. Now, having received the Holy Spirit yes, and being led and directed by Him. Having received the Holy Spirit, one. Being led and directed by Him. Okay, move on. If you forgive the sins of anyone, ah, yeah, yeah. they are forgiven. Mm-hmm. If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. Okay. This is also another level beyond the natural. Well, because I have the Holy Spirit in me, when you come to me and you tell me about your sins, and I tell you your sins are forgiven, they are forgiving you. You don't need to go to God again. Because I have said your sins are forgiven you because God is in me. Are you here? But the issue is that when you sin and you come and tell me and I say you are not forgiven, God will not forgive you. That two different God cannot, but God will not. Hmm. <laughs> that is why the other time I was saying that uh, when I'm teaching you, there are things you can do to certain people, but I don't want to tell you another. These are one of the things. Where I can stand in between your prayer. You can stand in between someone's prayer. Your wife can equally stand in between your prayer. God said in the Bible, I think the book of Peter first Peter also, that if you wrong your wife and your wife is hurt and you pray, God will not answer. 
Not me. Not me. Scripture is saying it. So there are people who have an ability to block your prayer. They are not demons. They are Christians. They have the Holy Spirit in them. They have an ability of blocking your prayer. And they have an ability equal to give you favor. So you can say, why not the man of God? Why not? Maybe you We feel more go ahead. Come. So we have to go and read. Let's see. That's where the law. Especially now. That's why the Roman Catholics also have that thing. The priests, when they have the veil, you come and confess your sins, and the father will say, Your sins are forgiven you. And then you are okay. It is true, it happens. But that person must be filled with the Holy Spirit and be led. If not, you come and tell me, I'm going to tell someone. So they must be led. They must be filled and be led. It's not even going to your problem. They must be filled and they must be led. Who do you talk to? Are they filled? Are they led? What advice are they giving you? You dreamt about the dog and you say it is the spirit of fornication that is following you. And yet, it's not the spirit of fornication. Yet, it is a contract that is coming to you. And then they will take it to fornication. Why? They have not been led. They have a base understanding of dreams. And yet, dreams means different things at different times. Some people come and say, Bishop, I had a dream. If you see this one in your dream, what does it mean? No! Tell me the full thing. If I see a bag in my dream, what does it mean? So, where did the bag come from? What happened? What's the color of the bag? How was it positioned? All tells what must happen. Bishop, I get a view and I was in a shoe. How did the shoe come? What happened? Did you walk? Did you walk? You see, you must understand this. Don't just call and say, just something more. He will give you. No, 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 no. 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 You must be able to see beyond what men are telling you and see in the way of the Spirit. So, right now, what are you seeing? As I teach, as I tell you things, what are you seeing? As a watchman over your souls, it is my duty to make you see. Even through words, you must see who God has made you. That I can give someone favor. And I can as well not give them favor. There was a time I was one of my sons who were doing something and we picked an Uber and uh, we were talking about some things and the guy quickly said, Charlie, I want to do this. I can see the way that you're talking, it's serious. I, I need help. I've gone here. I want I want you people to help me. I told my son, take that number, let me take that number, help him. Now we laughed about the issue and I said, okay, oh, don't pick up. Because the guy already had bad mind. But I was trying to make that my son understand that he has an ability to make that thing happen. Because he has the Holy Spirit in him and he has that gift. So then we played like he was the bishop. And he took his number. The guy called and called and called and did not help. Why? Because of the motive of the person and what he wants. We could have helped. We were already in the car, 
the Lord began to speak to me and I told my sister, I said, oh yeah, we went to the village and the, saw, the person saw family people and then the person has forgotten me. I said, yes. So then, then we know what is happening and we know the solution. But the person's mind. I just want to make the person give me one billion or make it just blood give me. Make it to me and just whatever. So when I saw that motive, make it not be the wife call. We have that ability. So maybe before you leave today, you might want to come and see me and just talk to me. Ooh. You might want to sometimes call me and just find out how I'm doing. Just that. Are you okay? Are you here? There is a way the voice of your watchman can make you come. And yet someone can say the same words and you won't become. Do you understand this? Someone who is not an unbeliever, doesn't have the spirit of God in them, can say the same or preach the same preach I am doing right now. You don't go feel tomorrow like you feel right now. See how you are calm, listening attentively. You go once But it is because of the spirit that I am ministering with right now. I want to conclude with this. The other day where Adam and Eve sinned against God. Scripture says they heard the footsteps of God coming. And because they were naked and afraid, they hid themselves. But when God came, what surprised me was that I expected God that he should clothe his son and daughter who are naked. But when he came, he did not clothe them instantly. What he did was to ask them, who told you you are naked? He did not ask them, why are you naked? He said, who told you you are naked? Who told you? In other words, who you listen to and obey will determine what you receive and what you become. They listen to Satan and they act. They listened, they obeyed him as they ate, and they became naked. When you listen to God and you obey him, you become someone different. When you listen to your man of God and you obey every word that proceeds out of his mouth, because his voice is the voice of God to you, you will become what God wants you to be. Who you listen to and obey, you will become. Who are you listening to? What are you hearing? That is why God was concerned about who they were listening to that their nakedness. Because the nakedness did not matter if they did not listen to someone who they are not supposed to listen to. If they have listened to the right person, they will not have been naked. So the nakedness is not the issue. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? You, are, you talk to Bishop about advice, one advice, and you want Bishop to talk to you. Bishop says ABC. He says, Oh, no, I'm not saying it. Who are you listening to at that moment? Who is speaking from the Spirit of God? 
my friend says this. I think my friend's one is better. Oh, let me phone. Let me person Who are you listening to? Some of you, when you are being spoken to, you don't listen. You want to do what you want to do until you hit the rock. And some of you even think of when you don't even hit the rock, it means you are successful. No. Tell someone, listen. Listen. And become. And become. Listen. Listen. And become. And become. As you listen and obey, you will see. Where are you in life? Or the place you are in life is a proof of what you are listening to. The more you listen to the word of God, the more you attend services and gatherings such as this, you grow in the spirit. You become. You are well informed. Hold on, God, quickly. Isaiah 21, verse 6. Let me explain this thing to you. As a watchman and a rope, and watch my hands in your life and what they can do. Isaiah 21, verse 6. Yes, For thus has the Lord said to me, okay. Go, set yourself as a watchman. Okay. Let him declare what he sees. Let the watchman declare what he sees. Yes, so the Lord has sent me tonight to come. And let me declare what I see. Yes, if I don't see, how will I declare? If I am blind, how will I declare? But tonight my eyes are open. Yes, and I'm being sent to declare. Ooh, are you here at all? Yes, he says, go and be a watchman. As you see, report what you see. Do you want the reports right now? Yes, Can we please be upstanding? Quickly, the book of Isaiah 56, verse 10. The book of Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10. Please use the word of God. Yes, please. Much men mm. are blind. Mm. They are all. So, this watchman of Israel, yes, the watchman of Israel, they are blind. And what? They are all without knowledge. They are all without knowledge. Make sure your watchman is not blind. Make sure your father is not blind. Make sure he's not without knowledge. He speaks wisdom. Move on. They are all dumb dogs. They are all dumb dogs. When they bark, nothing happens. In other words, make sure when your father or your watchman speaks, things take place. Your watchman must not be a dog that just barks. But when he barks, things take place. Who is your watchman? When he barks, what happens? What happens? Who is your man of God? They cannot bark. Dreaming. Mm. Lying down. They love dream. They love to sleep. They love to sleep. They love sleep. They cannot pray. They are dreaming or they are dreaming about something good. They love to sleep. I don't want to talk. That's a lot. Yes, the dogs are greedy. Mm. The dogs are greedy. Is your man of God greedy? Does your man of God jealous you or he wants you to be better than him? Is your man of God greedy? Is he hungry for money? They never have enough. They never have enough. And such are the shepherds who cannot understand. And even he, the watchmen have shepherds who don't even understand anything. They are just following. The shepherds are as blind as their watchmen. They have all turned to their own ways. Each one to his own game. They want their own thing. Now, 
Mwana kwa nataka nyenye naongeze. So today if I tell you we're a bicycle seller, you will say na ana menes. Do you understand this? If I tell you go and open a phone shop and sell only iPhone products, you tell me nah, man of God, I want to sell blocks. This prophecy here, fine. Oh my goodness. Want to pray just one prayer, maybe two. But Father, even as I am a watchman, when I back, let it come to pass.